What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the PhDJ Podcast. As always, it's Joe Bunn and my man, Mike Walter. What's going on, Joe? How are you? I'm good, brother. So th- so for those of you that don't know what Mike and I are trying to do, especially in the summer when we both enjoy the fruitful sun rays of summertime, we try Vitamin to- D, baby. Vitamin, Vitamin D. Uh, wear your sunscreen, by the way, everybody. Um, we try and record two back-to-back. So uh, this this one is pre-recorded. So if, if there's something major happens in the world and we're not talking about it, we're not ignoring it. It's just pre-recorded. But uh, how are you, Mike? Everything good? I'm Still well, good? man. I'm really good. How yeah. about you? It's good from an hour ago when we did this. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I guess uh, we don't have to recap July 4th or no, anything else. We did that already. No no hooks in the neck or anything like that no, from, from this past no, week? Okay, good. Good Lord. Good, no. good. Thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, yep. But anyway, I did want to um, touch on a topic today. In fact, Mike and I were just talking about creating content or how I come up with stuff to write about and he writes about and seminars and things. And it's often from you guys, um, the listeners or our followers or dare I say fans, Mike, dare. Yeah, you can say fans. Why not? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. but anyway, so we, we always appreciate that. So please, uh, keep doing what you're doing, which is DMing us or leaving it in the comments. Uh, I promise you, we read them. I promise you, we keep little notes on our phone about things to talk about. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this one is coming from my man, Richie Stedman, which uh, he's in um, Utah, uh, I believe in that Salt Lake area. Uh, quick story about Richie, Mike. So he, I think he's a producer for a uh, XM TV, I'm sorry, an XM talk show. Yes. And he said about, I don't know, I think this was a couple months ago now. He was like, hey, man, we want you to come on this XM show. And I was like, all right, cool, cool. And he's like, I think I think we were just talking about wedding DJs or the importance of a DJ in an event or something like that. And he gave me the title of the show, and then it was like a, a little bio about the, the host. And again, he's like the – I think he's either the producer or the co-host. Anyway, long story short, I, like right before I go on, I finally click on this bio to read a little bit about the show, and I'm like – Oh snap! This is a Mormon talk show. So right, right. like right before I go on, I get I go, hey, is is cursing okay or something like that? And I I think he thought I was serious. I was like, bro, I've got this. Like as as you know, as easy as you and I can let one fly on here, which we tried originally not to. Um, I just was like, it's a joke, man. Relax. Yeah, we did start out trying to be clean, didn't we? Well, at, we at, at we're, some point. Yes, we are still. We're pretty good. Yeah. We're pretty good. It's yeah. not like yeah. when we're really talking to each other. It's not like Stern. No. Right, right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's funny. We're always on air before we start recording, and, right. and usually the F-bombs are flying. Especially yeah, when the video Ridgie, doesn't work, by the way. <laughs> I'm looking at Ridgie on, on uh, Facebook, and yeah. he's he's one of those guys. The name of his company is Best DJ in Utah. <laughs> is that the name of his company? So, yeah. That's that's all. I always consider that to be be pretty ballsy like you know uh, a friend of mine dave nace he, he calls yeah, his company nj's nj's best dj and right, right i don't know i just I'd, I'd always rather the client tell me that than me tell the client that right, but right. who knows it's hey, working for him jedi mantra yeah. jedi mantra right right yeah right so right. uh richie brought up a topic and i i tabled it uh until today but i think it's a great one because i know you and i have talked maybe on multiple episodes about opening a party and and by opening a party i'm saying what you say to kind of open the dance floor maybe your first four or five songs but he wanted to know how do we close 
a party? You know, how do you wrap up? Is it kind of always the same, you know, two or three songs set? Do you close hard and fast or do you close it down with a slow jam? What do you say to get people out to the sparkler exit? What do you say? I'm asking a bunch of questions and obviously I'll circle back. You know, what do you say if like on our planner, they can choose whatever sparklers, uh, bubbles, or, you know, I think there's a drop down that even says the party simply ends. Some people here just don't do any sort of form. And by the way, if anybody is binge listening, so listened to the end of last episode and now the beginning of this, what Joe is talking about is not the sparklers that we offer that, that shoot up, but you're talking about the handheld sparklers. That, that a lot of people are using now for their exit shot. Right. So first question, do you yeah. provide those or did, does the client just buy those? Yeah, no. How cl- does that work? The client or the wedding planner always. We've never, okay. we have never provided those. So you don't buy, you don't, you don't mark those up. You don't buy them and then mark them up. Right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm writing this down <laughs> as you're speaking. Cause I'm like, well, damn, that it does. could be a good income. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just to clarify about sparklers. So, yeah. so first and foremost, do you have on your planner, uh, do you give the client the option of selecting the last song of the night? 100%. Yes. Yeah. We do too. Yep. How, what percentage would you say fill that out or put an option in there? Uh, 25, 25%. Yeah. Oops. I'd probably say about the same. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, If the client doesn't and they say, because sometimes clients in the meeting will say, hey, we didn't pick a last song. Do you want us to or should we or that type of thing? My advice in that situation is, you know what? Why don't we leave it open ended? Right. Because one of the questions you threw like five in a row out. I did. I'm sorry. I I don't I don't have a song that I end all every night with. And I would also say if you do as a DJ, you should stop. Yeah. Because there's no one just like there's no one song that's perfect for opening the night at yep. every single party. Yep. There's no one song. There's no magic, you know, don't stop believing <laughs> or whatever it is. I've had the time of my life that is perfect for closing every single night. So if you think you've got it, my point would be then you're not very creative when it comes to programming yep. because there's certain crowds that have been a hip hop crowd all night, in which case I'm not going to end with with dirty dancing. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, there's certain crowds that are like club heavy all night long. So I'm not going to end with Michael Bublé's Save the Last Dance. Mm-hmm. So, you you know, do I have a folder of last songs that I like to use? No doubt. But yeah. there's 30 songs in there. So um, and, and I do prefer if the client allows me to and most do. Let's leave it open ended. Let's not lock anything in and let's wait and see when I get to 10 minutes before the hour. Mm-hmm. I'll make a judgment call and, you know, I'll, hopefully I'll pick the perfect track for that moment. Now, Mike, the, I think we we have talked about this a little bit, whether it's, in, you know, face to face or on this show. You always in high energy right the very very last song well, is always it, when you say always uh, unless 90. the client yeah unless the client asks me to and even if they put like let's say they put on their planner i don't know unforgettable by natalie cole yeah uh, Nat King Cole. Now, I, I will say to them in the planning process, oh, do you re- you want to end with that song mm-hmm. or would you want would you rather end on a high note? Maybe I can make that the last slow song I play. Mm-hmm. But then and then if they say, no, 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 we definitely want to end with that. OK, by all means. Mm-hmm. But if that sparks the conversation mm-hmm. or opens a door for it, then my advice to them is, yeah, let's leave your crowd you know, wanting more and mm-hmm. panting for more. And the best way to do that is to end on a high note. Sure. And I, I guess I'm, I don't know, you know, if, 
if it was taught to me early on, although I can't really remember ever learning how to DJ from anyone. I think it was trial by fire, or if this is something that I've just passed on from years of DJing to my guys, or if I'm basing it on the 25% of people that do fill it out, I, I feel like that, you know, out of those, out of that 25%, almost always people pick a ballad and it's usually uh, their second choice for their first dance. I've often found. So let's say, um, you know, the first dance is whatever, Ed Sheeran, perfect. Right. And they wanted at last was kind of their second. So now they want to end with that last. Yeah. And again, now uh, I do want to specify this. The the last dance, unlike the first dance, is not some sort of a spotlight. So I'd say, ladies and gentlemen, please join Chris and Katie on their last dance tonight. You know, they want to make sure everybody's out on the dance floor. So grab who you came with, blah, blah, blah. If and, anything, maybe I circle everybody up and put the bridegroom sure. in the middle. Sure. Uh, but you're right. They're not the only ones on Correct. the dance floor. So in that scenario, you're meeting with the client a few yep. weeks before whatever, yep. and they say, we want to end with that lead last. Yep. Do you make an attempt to try to talk them out of that, or do you go thumbs up, no problem? I, I'm, I'm, uh, no, I don't try and talk them out of it. I'm cool with it because I know that the last, let's say, whatever, four or five songs prior to that are going to be bangers or, or something from their list or something high energy. And okay. then I kind of, I think I also do it, Mike, for the venue and for the wedding planner and the people trying to, the photographers trying to coordinate these exits. Because as you know, at the end of, you know, an event at 11 o'clock, it's like herding cats where you're making that. All right, guys, you don't want to miss the big sparkler departure. You know, let's send these folks off the right way. They can't get going until you guys go out there and grab a sparkler, be careful, blah, blah, blah. And then I feel like, you know, I kind of coil up a couple of cables, put my headphones away. All right, guys, you're really going to miss the depart. Like, it's one of those things down here. Right. That may be a southern thing or just a lingering thing. No, we're, we're seeing it more and more. Um, I mean, I, I'd say when I say more and more, I would say like a third of my weddings have me make that kind of announcement yeah. And, yeah. A, and it's, and it's something now you, let's say your typical six to 11 wedding. Are you playing right up to 11 o'clock and then making that announcement or are you ending like 10 minutes early and to try to get everybody out by 11 o'clock? So I would usually, if there's a planner or somebody at the venue that's in charge, I would say, what time do you want the last song to end? And they normally say, you know, five till or three till, whatever. So I'm pretty much playing right up to the scheduled contract. In and that's and that's so that you have that five minute cushion to get people outside. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Which I use. I don't in, in, a, in a sparkler situation. Oh, yeah. Listen, I understand that. But in a sparkler situation, I think the photographer just has to understand that yeah. the party's over at 11. They're probably going to be leaving at 1130. Right, I mean, right. you know, listen, I know that half hour sucks, yep. but hopefully they've built it into their timeline. Yep. They're getting paid well. Most photographers do. They're making good money for the day. So, you know, if you're not in your car till 1130 as opposed to 11, it's not the end of the world, especially if you've given the client this dream photo sure. uh, that they that they were dying for, which, let's face it, most of them saw it on Pinterest. Yep. And and so they have to have it. So, yeah, I mean, as an MC, I think what you just heard Joe say basically was a great way to do it. You know, so if you need verbiage, if you need a script, go back and rewind. And and listened right down what Joe said. And as Joe made the point, he makes that announcement. Then he waits a couple minutes and makes it again, not word for word, but in some, you know, similarity. He's making a similar announcement to remind people. Yeah, because people and listen, I always put myself in a scenario. If Kelly and I were guests at this wedding and we just danced our asses off and now we're soaking wet and we're having a good time. 
maybe I don't want to leave the room this very moment. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, right. So, yeah, it might take an MC telling me three times, hey, I, we need you outside. So I do kind of get it in that situation. I don't think people are being rude. They're just being real, you know. So, I mean, going back to, you know, the fast versus slow ending, Mike, I mean, I still get, you know, you, you end with that slow song, which is what the couple may or may not have chosen, or maybe I chose it, or maybe in that consultation I said, you know, uh, what is your sec- what was your second choice for your slow da- jam, you know, first slow dance, and I wrote that down, and I, maybe I used that, you know, unbeknownst to them, and I kind of get that, like, surprise moment. But I also still, you know, see exactly what you're saying. I mean, you almost, and, and I even described this to them, and, and when I, especially when I see, brides uh early in the you know maybe 16 18 months in advance that they're booking us and they're going you know we want an eight-hour reception and you know yes i will do an eight-hour reception yes we make more money doing an eight-hour reception but i often use the term or or the the analogy to them like i want people leaving wanting more and your guests will be absolutely exhausted at the end of an eight-hour reception. Yes, I'll make more money, but I would rather them be chanting one more song than looking at their watch trying to figure out when this thing is over. You know what I mean? So I, it, it's it's different here. You know, I don't. I'm not necessarily saying I dissuade people out of doing more time, but if I see the timeline, even and again, this is super um, far in advance, like a year in advance that they think that they want because, you know, they went to their cousin's wedding in Philly that lasted that long or whatever. I'll, I'll explain like, okay, you know, your ceremony is only 30 minutes and you got a cocktail hour. Your dinner's probably going to be an hour because it's only buffet. You know, are people really going to dance for four and a half hours? So it's just kind of part of the planning process because they've never done this before. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I kind of make the same uh, point with people in the sales process. Yeah. If they want that long I mean. of a reception, yeah. my suggestion to them is book the overtime that night. Yep. Uh, because a, we don't charge anything extra. Same. It's the same, same amount of money whether you book it in advance or same. book it um, that night. And you know, I, too often in my career, I've seen events be booked for an extra hour or two, or even sometimes a half hour. Mm-hmm. That if man, if they had ended at eleven, it would have been a great ending. But now there's twenty people in the room and nobody's same. dancing, same. and it's an hour later. Same. So, and to me, that's not worth paying for. Nope. Um, and and it's that's a hard, it's a delicate conversation to have with a client because. Yeah. You're basically saying your crowd might not be as into this as you think they're going to be. That's basically what you're saying, but it's the reality of it. And and this is where, you know, if you really want to be of service to your clients, yep. you can share that kind of knowledge and that experience. I've seen it too often, what I call ill-advised overtime. And, um, and, and so that's why the decision, I think, should definitely be made that night. And instead of just trying to bilk them for money. I mean, I've also I've right. also um, been asked about uplighting at certain venues. And I'm like, you know what? I mean, that place is so gorgeous. You know, it doesn't need them. Or if it's kind of one of those dark wood barns, I'm like, listen, if it was white walls at the blah, blah, blah hotel, maybe. But in this setting, the place is already so cool. You don't really need them. I mean, and I know that's anti-selling and Mitch Taylor's probably you know, would jump through the phone right now. But I mean, that's the reality. I mean, if you no, I, I would disagree. I think Mitch Taylor would agree with that because good, that's good. that's okay. honest selling. I, I don't think I don't think anybody wins by selling a client stuff that they don't need. Uh, and I mean, I, I've had that situation when, you know, if, if you're especially this time of year, if your wedding is four to nine. Yeah. 
and the sun doesn't sun get, and you're in a and you're in a room with a lot of windows yeah. and the sun doesn't set till 8:15 like yeah. why uplighting is going to be ineffective why would i want to sell that to you i don't i'm not looking to make an extra 500 bucks right. and have you sit there at 7:30 at night going yeah why did we waste our money on this so right, right. yeah and and i and i think by doing that i mean kelly and i go to a mechanic that's local yeah. and the main reason we go to him is the first time we brought something in it was there was a short in a light and he charged us six dollars to fix it. Right. And I mean, Kelly and I don't know anything about cars. He could have handed us a seventy five dollar bill and we would have been like, OK, okay. Right. but that guy won us. He won. Now, I know it's different because in the wedding industry, there's really not a lot of quote unquote repeat business. Yeah. But I still think you kind of win somebody's confidence by being completely honest. And especially if that means not scratching for every dollar that yep. you possibly can and they pass your name on to the next ride yeah and, and they right. mention you at the venue again and reaffirm that you know you were the right choice for them and you should be on that preferred vendors list yeah 100 percent. so let's back up a little yeah. bit it sounded to me i want to make sure i heard it correctly yes. that even if a client doesn't ask to end the night with a slow song you will often end it with I a would. slow song i would and Mike. and that your philosophy there is again is that for the sparkler exit or is um, it just it's just like let's bring, say there's no sparkler exit I, I, um you'd rather that you'd rather almost like safely land the plane than uh, it's a bad analogy but no, I, you know what i mean is that your philosophy yeah 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 and, okay. and um I, but I, I think i was getting to this earlier and i knew you were going to ask that so yes i normally would pull that as the last last song whether it's set on the plane or the party simply ends or there's a sparkler departure or there's a white dove release i don't care but i would usually pull that as the very last song as a slow song with again everybody out there with the couple now but my point was circling back to i still do get after that song sometimes which seems unlikely but that one more song chant you know or well that was going to be my second part of the question right. one of the reasons to mm -hmm. do that to avoid the one more song chant is that your goal <laughs> I, um maybe i mean subconsciously okay. i've never thought about that but now that you're sitting here bringing it up i think it could be that not that i don't Sometimes I like that. And God, but, to me, I sometimes I get the point disappointed when I don't get the one more right, song chant. Right, like right. I have crowds sometimes, and I'll say to my mixer, like, and yeah, and I think I've mentioned up, this before right. on the podcast. Yeah, when I'm when I my dance floor is peaked at the last song of the night, I have another one. I right. load it up. Right, and right. there have been times in that situation where I have a song loaded up and I'm ready to hit it. And I don't get a one more song chat. Sure, I'm like, sure. oh my God, I can't believe it. Right. But yeah, I can to me I consider that a huge compliment and I maybe even push for it, I guess. Right. I and I guess the way I push for it would be I want to end that night on such a high note. Yep. Similar to I know again, I'm I'm being redundant if you've listened to every one of these uh, episodes, but similar to a concert. I mean, I consider it similar to a concert think, when yeah. the band leaves the stage and the crowd, even when they turn the house lights on. The crowd is still clapping and chanting and mm -hmm. stomping their feet. Mm -hmm. That band backstage has to feel pretty good about Damn that moment, right? right? So right. I, I feel the same way. And I milk it that not as long. It's not like I leave the stage, but <laughs> right. like I don't hit it right away. I like usually do the whole like hand behind the ear thing. Like, what right, are you? Right. What? And then I go, you're going to get me in trouble. And then I like I make a big deal about like hovering my hand over the play button before I finally hit play. Right. Uh, to me, that's just 
and again, most of the Banco people by us are cool with that. I extra was about to four say, or five though, minutes. we've talked about this a little bit. Are you allowing for that time? Like, so That's, like, if no, this... I am not ending at 1055 so that one more song gets me to 11. Okay, I'm right. ending at 11. <laughs> and if I get the one more song chant and go to 1104, you know what? The world's not going to end. Um, I've got a couple of banquet hall people that will literally stand next to me and say, you know, Cut it off. And in that case, if they're chanting one more song, I look at him and her or go, it's your call. I want to put them on the spot. Don't make me make this decision. <laughs> if you want to be the jerk and be like, nope, it cuts off at 11. Right. I want or the crowd to see right. it was their decision, not mine. But again, most of the bank of people I work with are cool with it. Yeah. You know what? And and think about it from the banquet hall's point of view. Right. You can close the bar. So it's right. not like people are right, right, right. are taking up at the and bar. And right. you can literally start stacking chairs. Like if if that's what needs to happen in that five minutes from 11 to 11.05, yeah. there's nothing that your banquet staff can't be doing. True. Just because I still have people on, you can stop selling alcohol. Right. The bartender can start packing up the bar. Yep. You and I think people consider that a turn on the house lights. Even turn the house lights on. Sure. Start stacking chairs because that's when people go. Look, we partied so hard. They're stacking chairs. They're the house lights are on. That's a compliment to a group that loves to party. So, and and again, most of my banquet people get it and they're like, play it. Yeah. You know. Yep. I, I We're think, not talking about a half hour. We're no, talking. No, four no, no, no. You're not going to do yeah. a new like a restart set right. or reset or whatever you call it. Um, you know, Mike. For me, it's it's um, it, it it's funny, but it's very similar to the one more chant thing. Uh, what I get a lot of, especially as I do my kind of like final sign off. So, you know, going into that last song, I would say something. You know, ladies and gentlemen, it's the last song of the night. Please join Chris and Katie. Uh, for this final song, you know, everybody come on out or whatever and whatever Carolina in my mind or at last, who, who knows, whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, at the end, um, uh, please another big round of applause for the new Mr. And Mrs. Miller. Um, thank you guys so much for spending the night with us, you know, not spending the night with us, but you know, sticking around, hope everybody had a great time, you know, again, sparklers out front, so on and so. And then when people clap, I think that's my, that's my one more song. It, it's not, it doesn't happen every time, but like around. Oh, so it's like, just a crowd's reaction, in like other words? Like an actual, they're like clapping. I don't know if they're clapping for, not, I get the round of applause for the couple, but then it's almost like the final thing I say is, you know, thank you guys, have a good night. And you can hear like a, a smattering of applause, like, right, you did a good right. job, kid. And I'm like, right. well, okay, I'm down with that. Yeah, so, I can see that. Yeah, it's very, it's very similar to the one more chant, although not nearly as exciting, I guess. And, and by the way, when you talk about things that you say in that moment, one of the things I used to say, but have eliminated, because I think now I think it's kind of cheesy. I used to make an announcement. I would re uh, remind everybody my name. Yeah. Uh, my, I'm trying to think. I'm, put, I'm trying to put myself in that moment. Uh, once again, my name is Mike from Elite Entertainment. If you had a good time tonight, please come on up and take one of my business cards. I'd oh, love, love to see that. you at your next party. Yeah. I, I used to say that, but I I, I eliminated it. Mm -hmm. And and maybe it's just not being aggressive enough marketing myself, but I just felt like in that moment, that wasn't really appropriate anymore. And I mm -hmm. probably made that decision and changed that maybe, I don't know, yeah. seven or eight years ago. Yeah. But what I do say, I always find out where the bride and groom are going on their honeymoon. Yeah, yeah. And um, assuming they are going somewhere. And that's another thing I mentioned in that final... Uh, let's get a big round of applause for Scott and Margaret. 
or like you said, I'll, I'll often say there, I'll repeat their full name at that Correct. point. Yeah. You know, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. and Mrs. Scott, and Margaret Johnson. So yeah. it's kind of going back to the beginning where they're hearing their full name. And then after that applause dissipates, hey, they're going to Aruba. They're going to Hawaii, wherever on their honeymoon. Let's send them off with some love. So mm-hmm. that's another spot where you can personalize it. Obviously, it takes asking that question in advance, sure. which I think is important. But then working that in, I think, is can be can be kind of cool. I love it. Anything else you want to add, Mike? I think that's it. This was a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. That's how we close the show, Mr. Richie Stedman. There you go. Listener. Good dude. Good stuff. All right, guys. Thanks for always listening. Again, if you have a topic you want to cover, you can see that uh, sometimes you just have to message us and we will add it and it could be, you know, <laughs> be months later, it could be that week. <laughs> I was about to say, you never know how we're feeling, yeah, but we, we always appreciate y'all listening. So keep on doing it. Thank you guys. Ciao. Peace. 